Welcome to Keep It 100 Podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and a real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Keep It 100 with Sean and Krista Smith. What's going on everybody? We are so glad to be with you for another episode. Come on now. Yeah, we love being with our Keep It 100 tribe. Thanks always for tuning in when we have a new podcast download and we're just excited you guys for this conversation that's happening today. Yes, this conversation is going to be amazing. We're going to be talking to you guys about healing and the thing with healing is, is healing is a mainstay in scripture. Anybody that even has a passing familiar with the Bible, you recognize that Jesus is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that heals. So much of Jesus' ministry was healing and deliverance. Uh, he, it was the calling card of the gospel. Jesus gathered crowds many times because they, they knew that the miracle worker, which essentially is saying the healer deliverer was in town. So we're super excited. We got a super guest and many things planned. It is simply going to be awesome. You know, get ready because we're just going to jump into this powerful conversation. But before we do that, we got to talk about something that's coming up. That's that's right. July 28th and 29th, we have a healing and deliverance masterclass, which we're hosting right here in the beautiful Bay Area of sunny Northern California, Oakland, San Francisco Bay Area. We're super excited about this. We're going to have uh, Chris and I who will be ministering and speaking at this masterclass, as well as it, we're going to have Jeremy Nelson minister. Particularly, we're bringing him in because of his anointing and area of deliverance. He goes overseas regularly and has these incredible, incredible, uh, mighty healing m- meetings where many Many people are getting saved. Many people are getting delivered. He's going to come teach you on how to minister deliverance. Yes, so anyway, we're going to have Jeremy Nelson, but we're also going to have Joanne Moody, who will be interviewed on this podcast. But we want you to sign up for this because we believe this will be an amazing, amazing healing and deliverance masterclass. Joanne Moody, who will be on later, she's going to talk to you about healing. So we're going to be teaching you literally how to pray for the sick and how to cast out, expel the demonic and get captives free. And so Krista and I... Jeremy and Joanne, we're going to be training and equipping you. There are going to be seven sessions. There's going to be Q&A. There's going to be opportunity for you to step out and and utilize what you've learned. We're going to also have a a Holy Spirit, what we call afterglow party, which is essentially we're going to have a night where we're going to pray after the first night of two sessions. We're going to pray for people for healing, for baptisms of the Holy Ghost, for deliverance. We're going to lay hands on you and just activate you even before you get to day two. So you want to fly out and be a part of this. Uh, we literally have had so many people ask us questions and there's been such an interest in this that we felt a need to address this. You know, I'm really excited for this because I feel like with what God's doing, we really are seeing a move of God happen all over the nation. And because of that, I feel like this is a, an incredible opportunity for people to get equipped and trained for the harvest that's about to come in. And for many people, I feel like by them getting trained and equipped, they're going to get ready for, to partner with what God's doing. And so I think this is bigger than just right now. I think this is a preparation for what's coming. And I think it's really exciting. We have some pastors that are actually bringing their entire altar ministry team, um, some of their leadership team. And so this is for individuals, but it's also for churches and for pastors and leaders that just want their people trained and equipped. And so people are already flying in from out of state. There's going to be local people that are coming, local churches, individuals, ministries. And so we really encourage people get 
get in the room, get trained and equipped because we really believe this is going to be a powerful opportunity for you to get empowered, but even a fresh revelation and even fresh training in just the area of healing and deliverance. You know, I, re I remember years ago, a guy that's going to be with the Lord, Lester Summerall, he had this incredible deliverance uh, in the Philippines. And when this woman got delivered, it literally sparked revival. And she was so demonically possessed that they're, she, they put her in prison. Uh, literally, she was responsible for the death of people by, by not stabbing them or shooting them, but just putting curses on them. It was crazy. And people were afraid of her. And Lester Summerall, an evangelist from the United States, prayed and fasted, went over there, cast the devil out of her, and revival broke out into Phyllis Philippines, which I love that. I got some Filipino descent in me. And then I were reminded of, of many, many other healing revivalists I studied. I looked at different guys, Jack Cole, A.A. Allen, and others, obviously Oral Roberts, and even all the way up to T.L. Osborne, Reinhard Bonnke. And as it relates to deliverance and healing, here is a key that I think is so important and why this masterclass and this particular podcast will help you. So many people just kind of assume that's not my ministry. I'm not good at that. But Jesus said in Mark 16, these signs will follow them that believe. You know, the first thing he said before he said that they'll, you know, do these other things that we think are more uh, mainstay to the gospel. The first thing he let off with these signs will follow them that believe they will cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And obviously in another aspect, it says they'll preach the gospel. So here's the thing. Many people don't do it and feel like it's not their ministry because they feel like they're not good at it. But here's what I realized before you ever manifest that anointing, it has to be a conviction in you. But before it ever can become a conviction in you, you have to have a revelation. Revelation produces conviction and conviction releases the manifestation. We're asking you to come with us and we're believing God in part a revelation that Jesus is the deliverer and healer. And I'm convinced that as you do that, it will produce a conviction in you so that ministry will begin to flow out of you. So July 28th and 29th, right here in the Bay Area, you can go to our website, www.seanandkristasmith.com and you can register right now. Space is limited because we have a limited capacity in the facility we're at. So get in. I know attendance for some is they'll wait and we always get great attendance to our conferences, but obviously people wait. I'm going to tell you on this one, don't wait on this one. Sign up, bring a friend, come with somebody, get your reservations now. We think it'll be awesome for you. We're so excited to see you in July. Can't wait for you to join us. You know, we're featuring Joanne Moody today because she's going to be one of the people speaking at the Healing Deliverance Masterclass. We want you guys to connect with her heart because this woman of God, Sean and I so value and respect her and what she carries. So not only is she going to partner with us in Healing Deliverance, she graciously agreed to be on the Keep It 100 podcast. So Keep It 100 Tribe, get ready for this mighty woman of God. She is a speaker, a minister, an author, has one of the most radical, powerful, which she'll be sharing in this conversation today, of her own revelation of who Jesus the healer is in her own life as she walked out this whole powerful journey on this. And that is why I believe she walks in the anointing and the ministry she walks in today because of the story and the journey God has taken her through. Uh, she runs a school of ministry and she uh, is a discipler uh, to the nations. She travels the nations. Uh, nations bring her to teach on healing deliverance. Uh, to me, she's one of the most strongest, powerful female voices uh, in our nation. Um, and, and I just really believe uh, she's a mother in the spirit. She's a prophetic general of the faith. Um, to me, she has such a weighty accuracy of the prophetic gift in her life. She walks in crazy discernment as well. Um, and so uh, she's a woman of wisdom. She's a woman of integrity and she's an author, um, you know, and she's just, she's an incredible woman of God. And so get ready y'all put on your seatbelt because honestly, Joanne Moody, you're going to love this conversation. It is full of fire. Hey everyone. Welcome to keep it 100. As you guys 
guys know we have an incredible, incredible guest, this mighty woman of God. I had the privilege of meeting some years ago now. We've had the joy of ministering alongside her. Uh, Sean has ministered with alongside her for years, has known her much longer than I have. But the first time I met you, Joanne, I instantly was like, I love this woman. You felt like a best friend, but then you felt like a mama and a sister all in one. And I just felt like uh, you're really trustworthy. You're incredibly safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really drawn to your ministry instantly. And the integrity that you minister with is with such love, such hope, uh, so rooted in the word of God. So to have you on the Keep 100 podcast is literally such a gift. So thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much, Krista. It ha- You know, we have so much fun when we're all together. And I love how God made us uh, instant family. When I met you, because I I had heard so much about you from the Lord before Sean ever married you. <laughs> I had so much fun meeting you. I was like, oh, it's her. her. Oh, it I love that. Glorious. I remember prophesying over him when he came to preach at the church where I was and uh, just saying to him, hey, this woman's coming into your life and she's going to be this and this and this and this. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. Was so off the wall. He came in from the parking lot. He goes, mighty woman of God. I go, Sean. Gave him a big hug. And then all of a sudden I go, hey, let me pray for you before we go out there, start to pray and then hear and see you, like see, see you. So when I saw you, I was like, oh my God, it's, that is it was so nuts. It was one of those, that is you know, crazy, crazy words in a, in a lifetime where the Lord so wanted Sean to know, uh, this is the woman of your dreams. This is the woman of my heart and I'm going to put you guys together and it's going to knock you out. And Come it wasn't on. even, it wasn't even very long after that. that I that love happened. that. Oh yeah, my gosh. Best. So I'm so delighted that. to be here. So oh, I tell you what, you know, it's cool. I don't know if I even knew that. I knew that he, I knew that you prophesied over him, but I don't know if I knew the fullness of that word concerning his wife. Oh, that's so fun. I love the years of history you and Sean have had and yeah. how you've just, you know, he, he loves you and we're just so excited. You're joining us in July. And one of the reasons we invited you is because of the anointing, the heart, the ministry you carry, but also the revelation that you carry is so profound in both the area of healing deliverance, but I'm going to focus specifically on healing with this question for you, Joanne, because I want to kind of dive in Mm because I want our Keep 100 Tribe to kind of get to know you, your story, your heart, because it's, it's just you, you walk with such a powerful testimony. Uh, When, when was it the time in your life um, when you really walked in the revelation that Jesus really is your healer and that revelation of Jesus, your healer, Mm -hmm. because we all walk with different revelations of who he is, Mm -hmm. but when he became healer in your life, what did that look like? Because we know there's a story there. Oh, it's such a story. I I think that I always, reading the Gospels, I always knew that he was a healer, but I had never seen the demonstrative action of healing in my evangelical churches. And and every place that I'd ever been and ministered, I'd really never seen healing. And then uh, I was afflicted for 14 and a half years with nerve damage and on uh, copious amounts of, of opiate medications. I had 13 surgeries in 14 years. So my story is quite uh, alarming on one sense medically. Uh, what I had was uh, was nerve entrapment, pudendal nerve entrapment. It's incurable. Uh, they do decompression surgeries. A, a very few specialists can do that. Most of it was in France when I had uh, to go there for the surgeries. And so uh, I went on like this with, with this horrible debilitating. And I had been such an athlete for. So learning how to navigate this with God and then trusting him, trying to navigate chronic pain in your head, knowing he's Jehovah Rapha, he's the healer, but you'd never seen it. So it, 
there's a, yes, you could do it, but, and this is where I meet people all the time. Yes, God could do it, but he doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. And I'll, I'll say to you this, God entrusted to his sons and daughters to carry an anointing from the Holy Spirit to bring the gospel in power, in signs and in wonders and in healing. And so I had just never seen it or I, I did believe it. I also ended up hearing the audible voice of God in April of 2013. I've only heard that a few times, wow. but he said to me this phrase, go to voice of the apostles. I was facing a 14th surgery at Stanford University. And he said, go to voice the apostles. And I said, what, Lord? I can't sit. I can't stand. I can't travel. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he said, go, you'll be blessed. And he would not say another thing. And I literally had to Google it because I didn't wow. know what it was. I And I looked it up and I was like, this is bizarre. It's a healing conference, healing deliverance, the whole, the whole signs and wonders. It's Randy Clark. And I had read one Randy Clark book and I was like, this is amazing what these people are doing, but I've never seen it. And I called my, my dearest friend and she said, well, you're going to get healed there. We're going to go. And you know, those people with a gift of faith, you know how annoying they are. Cause yeah. <laughs> Because you're all like convicted. Right. Oh, right. You're like, I'm trying to be yeah. like that, but you have this glaring reality with symptoms and you know, all this hindsight of history of surgeries, and you're and you've probably believed before and it hadn't happened. Exactly. Right. Over and over and over with every surgery, I was like, This is the one. This is God's gonna do it right now. And then, yes. and then it didn't. And then there's disappointment. And so uh I ended up being able to travel all the way to Orlando from California on my knees because of surgeons' letters to the airline. So I literally only had to, I had to sit on my side in this weird position uh, because everything was excruciating to me. I couldn't, it was all in my pelvis. And so I, I just for takeoff and landing the rest of the time I was on my knees and I had this blue cushion underneath my rear. And uh, I, I ended up going to this thing because I was trying to be radically obedient and I really didn't know what to expect. I just know when you hear the audible voice of God, you better get your stuff in gear and you better do what he says, you know? Wow. And so I, I went there and it was the weirdest thing, uh, Krista, the last two hours of that conference, a man, I'd been prayed for by hundreds of people, gone out in the glory of the Lord. I'd been taken up. I'd experienced crazy, crazy manifestations of the Lord and, and the and the prophetic uh, upgrades I got. And the, it was just insane. But I was in horrible pain by the end of that conference because of trying to maneuver and be physical. And, and this man came and he asked me what my story was. And I didn't want to tell him because I didn't want anyone else to pray for me because I didn't want any more disappointment. Yeah. And uh, he ended up praying for me and he, t- he took my hand, his hands in my face. And it w- he was, I was like, he's kind of, he's weird, you know, cause he's like holding my face like this. And I did not know at that time I, I had been a Christian some 20 something years, 25. And I didn't know a Christian could be oppressed by the demonic. Okay. Wow. So I had no, no theology. And now of course today, I do have gone back to school and I really understand the gospels, but I didn't then. I thought, well, I'm saved. I'm saved and I'm all good. Okay. But what you give your agreement to, you give power to. And I had agreed that I wasn't worthy to be healed. I had agreed that uh, I actually had a hardness of heart toward God that he didn't, he didn't heal me. And I wouldn't tell anyone that it was deep, deep, deep within me that I was just so angry. And I also felt like I wasn't trustworthy. A lot of people believe, well, I'm not trustworthy enough to be healed. Mm -hmm. And so I believe all these lies, tons and tons of them. And I had so much trauma and all of this. And when he held my face, he said, look in my eyes, look in my eyes. And every time I looked in his eyes, I would just see Jesus. And I couldn't look at him. I kept looking 
and down to the ground. And I'm not understanding why my physical body won't look in his eyes. I, this is weird to me. And I, so I have no grid. And he starts to say, you've believed uh, this lie that God has rejected you, that God has mm, abandoned wow. you. You have believed this lie that and you have, you have unforgiveness towards God. And he starts to tell me these, and they're all true, 100%. Like he read my mail. And I was like, he told me things about my physical body. I hadn't even told my husband. I was having trouble swallowing. I was wow. choking in the night uh, because of all of the pills and all the stuff. But he went boom, 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 and had me renounce my agreement with these lies. And with and he would not let me look away. He was literally holding my face up like this every time I wanted. And he'd say, look at me, look at me. And, and every time I would renounce the lie, I would feel weight coming off me. It was like, what's going on? And my body was shaking under the glory of the Lord Jesus. And, and this crazy, uh, I was like, what's happening to me? And my logic, I'm very logical, you know, it's very, very supernatural, but very logical. And I, I was like, what, why is this weight coming off of me? It's like, and I know, no grit. And then at the end, he, after I've done all that, he goes, and, and I will tell you now there is no more anchor for the spirit of trauma and the spirit of suicide and the spirit of death that has been following you around for almost 15 years. And he goes, and it's going to be done right now. And he goes, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of trauma, the spirit of suicide, spirit of death, go in Jesus name. And I seriously felt like a, a thousand tons of bricks came off of me. And then he says this, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for your pain. And he has my, my close friend, Michelle, put her hand on my pelvis and he puts literally one finger, just one finger on my pelvis. That's it. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, all mm. pain, get out and it leaves. And I am in shock. I am shaking and baking on the floor and thinking, what is happening to me right now? I have no pain, none. Wow. And he says, he starts laughing. And I'm like, what is going on? This guy is crazy. And he pulls me up by the arm and he has Michelle pull me up, my friend. And, and he goes, all right, now we're going to the front. We're going to give God the glory. And I'm thinking, dude, I, can't, I don't even know what just happened to me. I can't even walk. But I can't get a, I can't get my head around what has just happened there. And after I went up and gave a testimony, hundreds of people got healed because that's the power of the Lord. Right. Testimony. And, and then the next year when I came back, I came back to Voice of the Apostles the next year. And Bill Johnson gave me all his time and I gave my testimony and more than 700 people got healed of nerve damage that year. I mean, glory, glory, glory to God. But what we don't understand is that what you lend your yes to has authority in your life. And either mm. that's Jesus or that's the enemy. And it comes in all kinds of doors. And wow. we're, not even, we're not even cognizant because it doesn't wow. get taught in the way that it should. And that's why I'm excited that we're partnering for what we're going to do in July. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that makes me want to jump around and run around my little podcast room <laughs> hearing this this testimony. Because I think all of us, especially those that have walked with Jesus for a while, we love God, we serve God, we believe you're contending. And then you have this physical condition or this ailment in your body, and you have contended, you have fasted, you've prayed, you've done everything you know to do. And it's kind of like that, is it ever going to happen? And what I love is although you went through all that stuff and to discover there was demonic oppression. Someone today might go, gosh, that's me. They're listening to this yes. and your testimony is fueling hope, but it's also giving breakthrough mm -hmm. and it's giving insight and revelation of, oh my gosh, I mean, let's, let's do some inventory, right? Yes. And let's take some inventory because you made a statement. My gosh, is this profound? What you lend your yes to, man, 
I'm 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 t- I'm going to borrow that, Joanne, because that's Do true. It. What you lend your yes to is the fruit you're going to see in your life. That's exactly right. It's, and, it's what owns you. Right. It's yes. what owns you. That and that's so powerful because you obviously we can say yes to incredible things and we see the fruit mm-hmm. of that, but we can often forget and neglect the tr- the other side of that. Yes. That we can say yes and have you know agreement with things that are not God's highest or lies from the enemy. Um, yes. And that's often when I'm praying for people, I'll have them break agreement because that's yeah. one of my biggest ways is I kind of go through layers similar mm-hmm. to that gentleman. I mean, it's probably a little bit different, but just where I'm kind of g- going through those layers because we got to break that unbelief and stuff where you yes. have agreement. It's really important. Yes. You got to come into agreement with who God is the healer. Yes. So, so how long did it take for your mind to get renewed after you were physically healed? Because I, I think sometimes we forget about that. There's a physical yes. healing, but you've had 14 years of a mindset of, I oh. can't do this. I can't do that. This is, these are my limitations. I can't yeah. travel. I can't, yeah. you know, all the things. What did, what was that journey of your mind? Cause I think this is an important aspect that people forget. You get healed, but Jesus also heals your mind. Yes. And, and I have a good friend, Rodney Hogue, Dr. Rodney Hogue. He's such a, such a great guy. And he has been astounding in helping me uh, with curriculum for deliverance and things like that. But he said, you know, when you have an ungodly stronghold, that's your belief system around your pain or your struggle or your loneliness or your singleness or your married to, you know, in a disastrous marriage, whatever your stumbling block in your mind is, you build an ungodly stronghold of thoughts. And he said, once you get healed of whatever that is, uh, however God, you know, crashes in on your life, then there needs to be a godly stronghold built up in its place. Or you, it's kind of like, think of the castle walls. All right. You got walls around your heart of hardness or of protection, and they might look like rejection. It might look like abandonment or anger or unforgiveness or doubt, fear or anxiety. You know, let's go around and around and around. But if the Lord comes in and and removes all of these things and heals you, then what's around your heart now? You, you still, like you said, you still have this mindset. And so for me, it was, uh, it was so confused because I had lived this way for such a long time. And this pattern, uh, neuropathways in your brain are hardwired to continue to produce this stuff. So the, so the greatest advice, this man named Richard, who has become a good friend of mine that prayed for me, uh, said to me, he said, uh, you have had this a very long time, meaning this oppressive spirit. He said, it's going to try to come back because it's trying to kill you. You know that, don't you? And I was like, I didn't know that, but now I do. He said, <laughs> what? He said, when it comes back and that pain tries to stab you, you, you have to think of it like it's a snake that's about to bite you and kill mm, you. And good. you say, no, in Jesus name. And he said, and then speak the word of God and you pray and you, and that is exactly exactly what happened. It was literally 24 hours. I'd flushed all my meds. I, you know, I'm traveling home. I chucked my blue pillow into the dumpster at the hotel. I was like, hallelujah and amen. Come on. And I get on the plane, I fly. And in 24 hours, I get the first stab in my pelvis, familiar spirit. And I, I go, Oh, I remember what he said. Still not understanding how it all works, but I said, no, in Jesus name. And it left. And then for 48 hours, it would come every few minutes. Oh my gosh. I knew I was in the battle of my life, I actually texted some friends and I go, okay, I'm starting to understand something here. This is, I don't know how this works, but this is from the pit of hell because Jesus healed me. So now I'm learning to stand when you've done everything you can stand there for, and I'm learning how to do this. So I would say no in Jesus name, no. And it would leave. And I will tell you by the end of two weeks, I knew my authority in Jesus Christ because that thing at the end of two weeks tried to come back and it was barely like this on my pelvis boot. 
with like that light. And I was like, nope, in Jesus name. And it never, ever came back. So what I did was I went into the word of God because the word of God is power. It's life. It's everything. And I started to speak things over myself. If I, if I was starting to have doubt, then everything in the word of God that was going to solidify my faith, I would pray those things. If I was struggling with, uh, what if this doesn't work? Then I, I would look for the thing in the word of God that is the direct opposite of what you're struggling with. And I learned that when I would say no to the enemy, turn my affections towards Jesus, and I would pray the word of God over myself, I would have no issue. And so slowly I learned, and and this needs to be taught, how people stay free. Once you are free, you stay free, and you have to train the people around you. So I can tell you how many people lose their healing because they go home to a unit, a family unit that's used to them being afflicted. And they ask questions like this. So day three of my healing, my husband says to me, how's your pain level? Because this is how we lived for almost 15 years. He asked me, my husband is the sweetest man on the planet. He asked me multiple times a day how I am, because that would gauge how much he had to step in and do. Is he going to have to cook dinner? Is he going to have to do this? going to have to do that? Because that's how we lived. And so by day three, I looked at him and I said, I love you with all my heart. Don't ever ask me that question again. Every time you ask me, my brain goes backwards and I'm now trying to figure out, do I have pain? I don't ever want to think about that again. Looking for pain when someone asks you that, right? You're you're checking your body. You're like, do I have pain versus you're just living in that place of faith? And you're saying no. Yeah, it's guarding your faith. Exactly. So I tell people all the time, train your people at home and tell them they cannot treat you as if you're sick because you're not sick. And and it takes work, but I'm telling you, this is what Jesus promised. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Not halfway, not partway. You don't lose it three weeks later, but we see it all the time because faith takes a nosedive in familiar spirits Mm. in the family. Wow. And so when you're, when you said that to your husband, he probably likes, wow, she is healed. You know, he's probably like, he he just was floored because he's, he's in it. And so he's very logical, sure, very engineering minded. And when he saw me moving and kicking my legs and doing all the stuff I hadn't been able to do in, you know, 14 and a half years, he, he just, he was incredulous. He would just, he would stare at me and go, right. I just, I mean, because he also never seen it. He'd also never seen anyone healed. It's incredible. So, it's such a story. Such and and an what I love, Joanne, is when you got healed, and this is true mm-hmm. of anyone, because we're all in community, we're all a part of a family, right? Yeah. And it's like we, the power of our testimony is so much bigger than us. Like yes. because you got healed, you go and share it on the platform that day. Hundreds yep. of people get yep. healed. You go back the following year, Bill Johnson has you up and, and share it. 700 people get healed. Yep. Your family, your husband, who has a front row view to the most darkest of days and the yeah. hardest of times is now watching the healing manifest and be lived out. And he's seeing that family and friends are seeing that your church family seeing that all of a sudden everything, everyone becomes a witness to yeah. the power of God. Amazing. And I think, right. Isn't it amazing? It changes your world. Yeah. It's, it's changes so powerful. Everybody around you. Yes. And you, I mean, I, I really understand the scripture, uh, you know, if, if we don't testify, even the rocks will cry out because the magnificent splendor of the majesty of mm. God on a human body and in a human mind and in soul of a person to 
to watch healing manifest. I never get tired of it. I, I just came from Chicago and there was a line of 500 people. And I don't like to pray for lines of people because I believe it's the body of Christ that is born to heal the sick and raise the dead. That's what Jesus said. But there were so many people at this at this place and just watching the hunger because the Lord there. And when they got touched and their shoulder was healed of uh, an injury of 17 years, they haven't been able to move their arm past this. And all of a sudden their arms shooting up and they're like jumping around and they are now affecting the next 10 people in line because they're like, glory, I can't believe I can do this. And now all the faith for those people that are in the earshot now is built. Yes. And then it was like the next 15 people got healed because that person's faith was so high. And then down it went over and over and over. I mean, it was, it was that's amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. So what I love is God heals your body. Your mind's fully renewed. It was a yeah. two week fight. I think that's yeah. such a key part of people, the story that people don't understand. They think I got healed in a service. All's easy. There is a, there was a battle over your healing and we've, Absolutely. we have to, at times fight for the enforcing of the healing, what Jesus did on the cross. There's a yeah. battle for that over our bodies, over our minds. So that all the battle is won over your life so yes. much so that God begins to use you massively <laughs> in healing. You now have this incredible, I mean, you've been so, I feel like had such a crazy revelation. You now travel the nations bringing, so I mean, watch God through a woman who just in faith kneeled for an entire flight to Orlando is now traveling the nations, bringing healing deliverance. I mean, isn't it crazy? Isn't it amazing? <laughs> so I've got to ask you, cause your, your healing is such a powerful, but what are some of the most incredible healings you've witnessed? Um, Oh my gosh, I could talk for the next month and a half. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> yeah, let me I'm tell sure. you about this one thing, because I, I think this is, is for me, I, I like to talk about being incredibly transparent. So I've seen the Lord heal thousands of cases of cancer. Praise, mm-hmm. praise God. But I have seen him heal now 49 cases of fourth stage people who are on their deathbed. Wow. And that doesn't sound like a lot. I realize that people are going to listen to this and they're going to go, well, what does that mean? I mean, I'm talking, I've seen thousands and thousands of cases of cancer. I'm talking about people who completely are, have weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months to live max. I mean, fully metastasized cancer throughout their body. And I've seen Jesus heal them. I, I've seen barren couples. Uh, I've seen over 50 now, couples who cannot have children. You and I have had this conversation. They cannot have children. They've either had cancer, the woman's had cancer. The man has zero sperm count. They There's blocked fallopian tubes. There was a ruptured this and that, you know, there's just no ability to have kids according to medicine. And then they, they would come to a service and then I would be like, well, and people are, are always say, well, you can't pray for marriages. You can't pray for babies. And I would always say, well, bless you. I'm going to pray for whatever Jesus says to pray for. Amen. I'm Amen. sorry, that's bothering yeah. you. But so I would pray for them. And and I remember turning around in a service saying to uh, an African couple that I'd never met because I was in New Jersey. I've never met them. I remember preaching, going down the aisle and I felt the power of the Lord. And he said, turn around and tell that couple in the front row in 10, in 10 months, they're going to have a baby crying in our house. Ooh. And I was like, what a weird thing to say. So I wheeled around and I said, you stand up in the front row. And I described their outfits and they stood up and I said, you're going to have a baby crying in your house in 10 months. And they fell. I mean, it was unbelievable. I had no idea what their story was. They could not have children. They were just devastated. I came back 10 months later to dedicate that baby. Come on, Jesus. The best, best recent story is Randy Clark and I have talked about ALS, which used to be called Lou Gehrig's disease. Okay. So I'm going to tell you honestly, because I want everyone to know that just because we're in healing ministry and we, we train and equip all around the world doesn't mean there's not an enemy assignment to intimidate you. Okay. So I'm being really real. ALS was the intimidator factor. I would pray 
for anything. But ALS, if I'd see somebody coming with ALS, I'd be like, I hope someone else can pray for them. (laughs) I get it. I'm just being so real right now. Yes, yes, yes. I I think it's my compassion I have, but mercy comes and goes with me. I'm not Mm. a terrifically merciful person. But when I see someone in pain, my Mm. mercy meter goes through the roof because I was that person. So when someone's bringing their loved one with ALS, the mercy thing overtakes me and I can't function and I want to cry and I'm not even a crier, but it's this thing that happened to me. So I asked Rick Clark one day, I said, Hey, I'm really feeling convicted by the Lord that I have a weakness of faith about ALS. You know, that's how we do with brothers and sisters in the Lord. You tell them about, Hey, I'm having weakness about this and get some prayer. So I mean, I've been in healing ministry for, by this time, eight and a half years. And I tell him this, I've had this for eight and a half years. And he goes, wow, me too. Like that's intimidating to me too. And he goes, we got to go after this thing. He goes, I feel like we got to go after this thing. And I'm like, I love that. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to ride on your faith right now. And I'm totally going to do this. So he texted me about six months, almost seven months ago. He texted me and said, uh, he goes, Joe, I just saw the first ALS healing I've ever seen. I was like, whoa. And then the next ALS patient he prayed for in the same meeting got 80% better. And I said, oh, I was so elated. I was like, all right, now I have faith. I heard the testimony and I, I he told me all about it. And then I said, that's it. So the next time, so we're in Brazil in December before Christmas and the glory of the Lord, you know, when you're when you're telling testimonies and now you're saying anyone who's sick and, the, and there was about 4,000 people in there packed out Brazilian church. Uh, and I love their passion. I love their worship. Their hearts are like wide open for like, come Lord Jesus. And uh, there was a woman who was down on the ground in the front and she had all the equipment, you know, all of the, the feeding tube, the the breathing machine, the, the kidney machine, all, all the stuff. And she literally is like, she's on her legs before getting in the full hospital bed. Like it's over. And one of our spiritual sons of our house who lives in Sydney, he goes off the platform and I watch him and the, the anointing is on him and he goes straight for her and he touches her and she starts, she just like, flies to the ground, but he's, I can see his face and he's so fearful. Like she's going to come unplugged. Cause that's how it is. You know, you're like supernatural right. glory, but your logic is like, Oh God, I don't want her to come unplugged at the same time. She's falling. So he literally rolled his body underneath her and caught her on the ground. And I, I, if we, if I knew we were going to talk about, it, I would just even have sent you the pictures ahead of time, but I'll send them to you. Um, she went out under the power of the Lord and the Lord ministered to her the next morning. So it was packed out in there. I, I didn't see her that night again. But I heard CJ came to me and said, he said, mama, she got healed. And I was like, I just started weeping. The next morning we start again at at 9am after worship. I ask, I, I, I say her name because they tell me her name, bring her up here. She comes up there and she has pulled out her feeding tube. She hasn't eaten in two years. Her oxygen tubes are, are, you know, normally you just see little, hers are big fat in the mouth and in the nose. Cause her lungs are, are almost not work, not working at all. And no, no elimination, no kidney function for two years. So no stomach function, no kidney function, no lung function. You know, she's, and she comes up on the platform and I'm telling you, I saw her face down there. She looked like a completely different person because this is what happens when the spirit of death is removed from you and the spirit of trauma, your face changes different. And she pulled out her feeding tube, pulled up her shirt and goes, look, and she's speaking Portuguese. And she said, I have wanted to drink coffee for two years. And this morning I had four cups of coffee and then I ate breakfast. And I'm telling you, everything works. My kidneys work, my stomach works. And she, and there's like a little oxygen tube in her nose. It's a tiny little thing. I guess they have to take it out surgically 
Barkley was the thing. She was, I mean, you should have seen that place erupt with, with praise and faith and glory to God. And somebody was ran up another cup of coffee and she drank it in front of the crowd and people went ballistic. And every single person that wanted prayer and they didn't, we didn't lay hands on everybody. They just came up front sovereignly. This is what God delights in. The hunger of his children, the faith of his children. God, God comes on the hunger and everybody's standing packed out in the front. Every single person that came up front got healed. Oh my God. It was, I mean, I've been in stunning displays of God's glory, but that woman's testimony yes. and I had her come up on Saturday night. I had her come up on Sunday morning because every day I'm gonna, she said, I, she was like, I was like the woman with the issue of blood. I gave doctors all my money. Now I'm going to give the church all my money. <laughs> That is absolutely nice. stunning. stunning. That's stunning. I mean, to go from laying in a bed to all pl- tubed up, I mean, yeah. she has zero function or very function in her body, yeah. to giving a testimony and drinking four cups of coffee, which for some people with a normal system, that would be disruptive, let alone kidneys yeah. and body that hasn't worked on its own or had solid food and she had breakfast. For two years, she had she ate breakfast and drank four cups of coffee and then they brought brought her another cup of coffee and she drank the she whole drank thing it. on the platform. She's I like, could I'm not stop laughing. I was just standing there <laughs> laughing because I was like, Jesus, you're this good. Right. I mean, this woman had never been in this church. She didn't go there. She heard that Americans were coming to pray for the sick and to teach about healing. And she had her aid wheeling all the gear down and, you know, just, it was mind blowing. And I, wow. I messaged Randy, I emailed him from Brazil and I said, oh my goodness, Randy, because your testimony, I, I, I was, one of, I told told our team we're going after ALS. I didn't even know an ALS person in there. And I said, CJ, he knows CJ. CJ prayed for her and she got healed. And he te- he writes me back within seconds because he's on his computer. And he says, Goliath has fallen. And he said, we're going after it. I was like, come on. Oh my gosh. You know, in 2022, Sean and I were ministering in Miami and we were ministering at Rich Wilkerson's church. Yeah. And the gentleman who's in his church, who's very good friends with Rich Wilkerson, he's an amazing man of God. He runs kind of what would be the dream center of Miami. Great Mm -hmm. man of God. Got diagnosed with ALS and it wasn't public. It was private. And uh, Pastor Rich had shared with Sean and I privately and asked us to pray for him after the service. I'm ministering that Sunday night. After I'm done preaching, the Lord says, prophesy his future because the medical world told him he doesn't have one. So I prophesy over him his future and what God has in store. Sean and I, we all prayed. The church doesn't even know he's been diagnosed with ALS. But we we did know that in the natural. But I felt like the Lord says prophesy his future. He went back that Wednesday, got all the retesting for ALS and medically verified he has absolutely no ALS in his body and he's totally healed. And the doctor called it a miracle. And they even went and made a testimony about it and posted it online because they're like, oh my is God. that so just to kind of fuel fuel that, guys, that testimony? I, hallelujah. You guys need to tell me that. You need right. to tell me that. Yeah, we should should send them that testimony because we, like you, uh, that one and autism were kind of our intimidating ones. And then we saw a young boy with autism who was mute till the age of five. Uh, We prayed for him at six years old. He now is leading the children's ministry and intercession has been removed from um, the autistic spectrum from both the medical community and the education system. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
we need more testimonies like this. Right? So I wow. think what I what I love you're saying is, and I love Randy's verbiage, is the Goliaths are falling. What has felt intimidating, mm-hmm. God is saying, I'm raising up a company of people that are unintimidated, yeah. working in their authority, yeah. and, and, and really taking down the Goliaths because all you need it, is how David came at Goliath. I come to you in the name of the Lord. He in came in covenant, right? Exactly he came right. in covenant and it defeated the Goliath. We walk in our authority. We walk in covenant. It will defeat the Goliath, right? And it's, it's on every believer's life. I was talking with the Lord this morning uh, and, and going through Micah and he, and, and this is the year, at least uh, in, in what I've heard from the Lord, this is the year of multiplication. So there's a lot of different prophetic things going on, but uh, he said, don't forget it's a remnant. So in Micah 2, 18, he said, I'm raising up a remnant. But what's so fun is he went right to uh, verse three, eight, where it, where uh, Micah stands there and says, I am filled with the power of God against the false prophets of the time. Right. But what's so interesting is the three things that Micah got, he got power, he got sound judgment, and he got might. Hmm. Those that's what he got. Like that's good. He, he got that. And, and I looked at that this morning and I said, okay, if we're having a year of multiplication, we got to announce the power and authority of Jesus has come upon people. The kingdom has arrived and we need to do, of course, in all humility, but we have to have sound judgment. What is the spirit of the age? What is happening within the culture? And then we've really got to have courage, courageousness and might to step into this and, and to stop standing back and saying, well, those are the pastors. Those are the ones that do that. Right. <laughs> oh, and, and with that being said, that's perfect um, for really just why we're doing what we're doing in July yes, and right. why we invited you because you walk in a revelation, you walk in an authority and we invited you, we invited Jeremy Nelson because we Excited. really recognize your ministry, Joanne, is one that miracles follow. And we, and what I love is you also have the ability to take it and equip people and really give them the tools that it is accessible yeah. for them. It's not just for you. It's not for me. It's not for just Randy Clark or different people that might see healing in their ministry, but rather it's for it's for everyone. It's for the believer. It's for the follower. Yes. You know, can you just speak to that of why you feel like it'd be important for someone to come and join us yeah. July 28th and 29th at the Healing and Deliverance Masterclass. I think that every single person who hears this needs to come and learn and grow. Uh, the Lord said we go from glory to glory and strength to strength. And with ever increasing darkness in our state, in the state of California, in our country, in the world, the Lord wants to shine this great light that is within you. And that great light comes in a form of signs and wonders and miracles. The word of God came in flesh, in Jesus Christ, to change the world with his love. And the biggest and most incredible demonstration of the Lord's love is healing and setting people free. And if you've never done that, we are the people to come alongside you, to love you, to say, if we can do it, you can do it. Because Jesus said that no greater love do we have than we laid on our life for our friends. And we we won't even lay our life down for a stranger these days. The gospel power is to give of your life. And when we give of our life, that means we're going to be willing to come come and get trained and equipped to face our doubt, to face our insecurities, to face, I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. Well, Jesus paid with his very own life. So you are qualified. And it's something that is once you start doing this, it is the life you were born for. And you will find that out very quickly that God,
God will show up on your weakest day, your lamest prayer. You can't even figure out why he's so good. But if you never try, you'll never know what a good father we have. And when when we do healing ministry clinics and, and schools and all the stuff that we do, I always bring a child up because children aren't, they don't know enough to be scared and intimidated. They pretty much just pray a prayer that you say, hey, why don't you pray this? Just pray right. for that knee to be healed in Jesus' name. And they'll go, knee be healed in Jesus' name. And then the knee gets healed and then they go like this. Oh, that was good. <laughs> So true. And it just shows you God can use those that are willing and believe. Yes, everyone. Every single person. But we we must band together in unity. And when the body of Christ comes in unity, it's the powerful testimony of the works of Jesus. That nothing stopped after the disciples. That's taught all over the world. And and that didn't happen. There's a prophetic picture in Ezekiel 47 where I believe we're living in this this time. And the Lord's told me that for a couple of years, but just recently. Uh, he he was showing me with my friend Blaine Cook, who was a co-founder of the Vineyard Movement. We were speaking actually two days ago. And he said, hey, Joe, did you ever notice something about Ezekiel 47? I go, well, we're living in that time, you know, that prophetic picture. And he goes, he goes, let me tell you something. The doors of the temple were shut. And I was like, what? In Ezekiel 47, when you read the very first verse, it says the water is starting to trickle out from under the threshold. That mm. means the doors are shut. And I was like, how come I never saw that? And he started laughing because he's always teaching me something. But I noticed this thing as we begin our conversation, what I've already studied, I believe this is very profound for why people need to come and get trained and equipped. When the prophet noticed that the water started to come, the water was flowing to the east. East is humanity, right? As far as the east is from the west, he's taken our transgressions from us. So east goes towards humanity. But as the prophet went further and further and further away from the temple, the water got deeper and deeper and deeper. And when he got almost a mile away from the temple, that's when he was in over his head. He was not in control. God was in control. And the sea, this whole river that just evolved, right, from God's hand was full of fish. And that's when you see all of the people standing there and you see these trees and they're going to heal, right? We, we, we take Revelation 22 and we look at Ezekiel 47. My point is this, the fishing is the greatest. You go to your church. Nobody needs to skip church. We got to never forsake the gathering of the, of the body. But you go into church, you gather together and you go outside of the church to heal the sick, to cast out demons and raise the dead. And then you will see the great harvest of the Lord, a billion soul harvest come in and we will see wildfire happen in California. Amen. Joanne, you're amazing. I'm so inspired um, and I'm challenged by by your faith and what you walk in. I just, I love what you carry. And I know our listeners today are just, I know they're impacted because they're hearing the testimony. When we hear the testimony, we get stirred for the more of God. And I just know it raises faith. I know people are going to want to connect with you because I would. If I heard you, I'd be like, if I wasn't already connected with you, I'd want to be connected with you. How can people get connected with you? Where are you on social media, your website, your books, all the things? I'm Rev Joanne Moody on Instagram. They can uh, purchase books from any bookseller, but also from our website, agapefreedomfighters.org. We also have a school online, Life School. It's love, identity, freedom, and empowerment. And uh, that's the way to live if you are going to live the testimony of Jesus for this day. You really need to be moving in his authority and in 
power because that's what he said you would do. And you can do greater things than even he did, which is shocking and amazing. And it's the greatest gift. So I am uh, totally uh, excited about what God is about to do through ordinary people in California. Amen. I, it's time, it's time, it's time. I lived in California for 25 years. It's time. It is time. time. And I'm so excited because you've lived in uh, California for 25 years, uh, your authority and what you carry, uh, what you've sown already into California and continue to sow in because you minister still throughout California all the time. Yeah. Um, you've been sowing for years. You're going to see the harvest and what's been that. sown into California. So we're so excited. You're going to be joining us in July. So keep going under tribe. Check out Joanne's website, agapefreedomfighters.org and get her books and get her follow her on social media. Uh, she's just a phenomenal woman of God and she just carries so much wealth of wisdom and revelation. Uh, your life is going to be forever impacted. Just follow her today, get her resources. And we love you, Joanne. Thanks so much for joining love us you, today. Krista. Honored to, that you give some of your time. Thank you, Krista and Sean. Love you guys so much. Can't wait to be together. Wow, that was so incredible. Isn't that amazing? I love her sincerity. Yes. I love her authenticity. You could sense the depth of her revelation and she makes it feel like it's so impartable. Like you get around her, you just feel like faith gets built in your heart. God right? could use you and God would do it through you. You know, her story is so radical and I love that she shared all the way from the encounter to how she, she had to battle for it, the freedom, but man, the authority she moves in now because of everything the Lord allowed her to walk through, it is profound, but just uh, agreed. I mean, I hear that uh, just being in that conversation myself, I walked out just so inspired by who our God is, right? And how powerful the God we serve is. You know, I think one of the things as it relates to healing is to understand the following is that healing and healing ministry is part mystery. You have to learn to live with mystery. We want formulas. It's human nature to want formulas. Give me A and B equals C every single time. I get familiar with it. I got it down. I love it. But the healing ministry is a mystery. I think one of the things that keeps pretenders away from walking in a depth in this is you got to learn to live with mystery. Why isn't everyone healed? Why did this take longer than that? Why did this person get healed and that person not get healed? If you can't learn to live with mystery, you will not flow in the prophetic. The Bible says, let a man so consider us. The Bible says, Paul writes in the letter in Corinthians, let a man so consider us uh, servants of the Lord Jesus Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Did you catch that? It's biblical that we understand that we steward mysteries. So healing is part mystery. The other part is it's part warfare. You have to contend. Although there are promises, you still have to contend for those promises. You ask how many mamas had to pray their kids through to salvation. Although the Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but all to come to repentance. It's the goodness of God that draws us to repentance. Jesus died for all, but yet it's warfare. In order to get your healing, in order to release someone else's healing, you have to understand it is part warfare. So I've said it's part mystery, it's part warfare, but finally it's mercy that you have to understand it's by the mercy of God. And although Jesus' death on the cross has made it accessible to us, I don't think we should ever virtue into hyper entitlement. I think we always have to remember it is mercy. And when you remember that it's mercy and it's part warfare and it's part mystery, I think you begin to flow more greatly in the healing ministry. Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends and be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out, share this link on your social media platforms, and check us out at seanandkristasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Krista Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how 
this podcast has impacted you. So be sure to show us some love. Hey, Keep 100 Tribe, you do not want to miss our next episode because it's going to be exciting. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation will change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at seanandkristasmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep it